Hello and welcome to Everyone Everywhere, the evangelism podcast brought to you by Church Army. Hannah and Chris are back with episode four. Yes, welcome back to Everyone Everywhere. We are here still recording in our virtual Zoom studio. I don't know about anyone else, um, including our guests, but it's October now and I'm already starting to think about Christmas just a little bit. I don't know if it's like working from home or whether the temperatures drops a little bit around here, but I just keep finding my mind just drifting towards Christmas music, decorations. Is it just me? Is anyone else? Uh, I think you're a bit early, Chris. Hold the horses. Well, by the time this podcast reaches our listeners, it will be the end of November. So maybe actually it's legit. Before we get carried away with too much chat about Christmas, I just wanted to let you know who we're talking to today on the podcast. So we've got Emma and Dan. Emma is from Explore, which is Church Army's program run for 18 to 13 year olds, coaching people in how to do evangelism in their own context. Dan helps lead Hope Together, which supports churches and youth groups. They're part of Amplify, which is a young evangelist academy for 11 to 17 year olds. And we're going to talk about how we can share Jesus without being weird. It's a good question. All Christians are called. We're called to love God, we're called to serve God, and we're called to reach out to the lost. However, if we're honest, most of us would admit that we find this last part of the calling probably the most difficult. I think we can freely support the evangelistic ministry of others very easily. A lot of us, though, feel discouraged by the idea of sharing Jesus with other people ourselves. Uh, This might be for a number of reasons, whether it's fear of how people will respond to us, maybe a feeling of not knowing how to, or maybe our own past experiences have discouraged us from doing it. I think particularly as teenagers or young adults, the pressure to fit in can be pronounced. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. Great to be here. So by means of introduction, I have a question for you. So I hope you're all right with this one. Dan, what do you think people think is weird about you? Um, I, I do have a bit of, I don't know, I love I love fashion, I love clothes, but um, I do have a bit of a thing where someone is wearing something new that I know or they're wearing something that looks different. My question always is, can I touch it? <laughs> <laughs> can I feel the material? And um, obviously that's, that's just not possible at the minute, so I'm going to go mm. on some sort of rampage of touching clothes after all of this pandemic. Yeah, it's pretty weird, and some people don't appreciate it. I mean, I can definitely understand it, but yeah, you're right, it is a bit weird. I never do it without, without telling people I'm about to, by the way. <laughs> Emma, could you tell us something that you think people think is weird about you? Yeah, I've actually had a friend tell me that this is weird before, so (laughs) I definitely know that people think it's weird. So it used to be worse when I was younger. If I'm with someone and in a cafe or, you know, somewhere where there is music playing, if I hear a song that I really like, I'll completely zone out from the conversation and just start singing and tapping and clicking my fingers. But I'm a lot better with it now because I kind of got told off by that friend who told me it was weird. (laughs) It sounds like your desire is to be in a musical. Maybe. <laughs> I have been listening to um, to the Hamilton soundtrack a lot recently. Oh my goodness, yeah, me too. Love it. Yeah. Were we talking about Hamilton the other day, Hannah? Potentially, I talk about it a lot. 
then we definitely I have to confess to the podcast I've never watched it and I don't have any interest in watching it there's only one musical for me in 2020 yeah. Eurovision a fire saga no, oh no <laughs> It is so bad. I've watched it and I cringed the whole way through. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. Oh, dear. You know, it's actually really funny. We had Andy Wilson guest on our last episode. And one of the things he was talking about was identity and how when you first meet someone, you generally ask what they do for a living. How much quicker would we get beneath the surface if we just ask people what's weird about themselves? <laughs> So I think a question just I want to throw to both of you to start us off is why do you think people worry about what other people think about our faith? Do you think that's just a perception that sort of we, we've adopted or do you think people do actually think it's weird? Great question, Chris. I think I think for a lot of young people, a lot of it can sometimes stem from also where their youth is at as well. And so we're really passionate at help about supporting youth leaders in that as well. Um, I think on the, the other side of it as well is young people a lot of the time need permission to do things in terms of we believe that God has put it in them. If they've encountered the risen Jesus and are experiencing the Holy Spirit in their life and his power at work, then actually it's just permission to go and do that. And I find that sometimes the biggest thing we have to do with young people is say, hey, like God's with you. This is, he's called you to show and share his love, to be salt and light, whatever language you want to use, go for it. And we're here to support you. We're here to run alongside you and we're here to have a go with you. So go have a go for Jesus. I think that permission thing is actually really key. I remember the first time I realized that God had already given me permission. So I don't need to wait for like a particular person to say, you're good at this or you can go do this. God's already told that to me. Yeah, I think I think you've kind of touched on something really important there, Dan, um, and that is that I think a lot of young people and older people as well are really worried about rejection. You're worried that if you share your faith with somebody, you're you're just going to get rejected by them. And maybe we think, maybe young people think that sharing your faith with somebody is weird. Maybe maybe they've seen someone do it before in a really kind of unnatural, scary way. Um, but evangelism can be something that is your own. God has placed unique gifts and talents inside of you that he wants you to use to reach those around you. So yeah, I don't think it has to be weird. And I don't think other people will think it's weird if you do it in a way that's natural for you. Mm, someone told me that, well, if people know you're a Christian, Hannah, then they know that that's something important to you. So if you're talking about it, about your faith, well, that's expected. That's not weird. That's exactly what people expect of you because you're a Christian and they know that. But there are probably people listening right now, whether they're a young person, a teenager, or even older than that, that are scared about talking about their faith and talking about Jesus. So what advice would you guys give to people who are listening, who are feeling like that? Yeah, I think that something that we need to get over with evangelism is we often think it hinges on one moment or on one conversation. And I think that can put a lot of fear into people, um, especially young people. And I think once we get over that, and think actually evangelism is more of a journey that you can go on with people. You find a lot of freedom when you realize that from stress, freedom from pressure. And I think if you're scared about doing it, you just need to take baby steps, like really, really small steps. So 
One really good thing to do is to think of your friends and think, is there a particular friend that you know who doesn't know Jesus and you would love them to come to know Jesus? And if you can think of someone like that, you are on your way to a really, really great start. You can commit to praying for that person. So if you do your prayers in the morning or whatever, however you pray, Put that person's name, write it down somewhere on your phone, in your Bible, your journal, whatever, and really commit to praying for that person. Just really focus on kind of letting the relationship blossom in a natural way. And as you're praying for them, God will provide you with little opportunities where you can take baby steps and start talking about your faith a bit more. Mm, sharing faith isn't a transactional thing. It's not just like, here's Jesus. Do you want to accept it? Cool. Bye. It's actually like, I care about you. I want to know who you are, not just, here you go, take this, bye. Yeah, I think, I think what Emma shared is really good. And I think to, to reiterate that, making sure that you've got non-Christian friends, you know, some people call that incarnational evangelism. It's, it's doing normal life. It's presenting Jesus in the everyday. And I think that's, that's so important. I think the thing I always encourage young people to, to think about is that actually I think we overthink it sometimes. Like no one needs to tell you to talk about that movie you loved, whether it's Eurovision, Fire Saga Story, or whether it's Hamilton or whatever it is. No one, has, no one tells you to share about that. Like the thing is people love it and they share about it. So whatever it is, your football team, whatever, hopefully Jesus is... Jesus has made the biggest change in our lives and has made the biggest transformation in our lives and is the best thing that's ever happened to us is us encountering Jesus and living life with Jesus. Therefore, surely it is natural to let that overflow into our conversations, into kind of everything that we're doing. Because I think sometimes if we treat evangelism like a project or treat evangelizing people as a project, and there's so many things wrong with that because people are a project. But actually we get into a place where we just go into overdrive, overthinking, and and it just it just isn't natural anymore. Um, mm-hmm. It isn't something that just flows out of us, and, and we start to think of what are the right words to use, and and we Christianize our language to a point that it can actually be inaccessible to people, and they see when we talk about Jesus as a separate matter. Mm. Not, I, I mean, I believe that actually there shouldn't be this moment of now Dan is being a Christian or this is when he's a Christian and it's just Dan and what sets him apart is Jesus first place to start stay plugged into Jesus love him and other things will follow from that I think that's really key. I think you guys have picked up on like a couple of things that are just like so important, which is that these are actually God-given gifts that are given to individuals. Emma, you were talking about like actually God's given you your own personal gifts. Use use those. Dan, you're talking about make it natural. And I think there is still for a lot of people just a held misconception that evangelists is a very difficult, unnatural, very prescribed thing that you have to go and do in the right way and avoid the wrong way to do it and that you you have a very small amount of time in in order to get a life-changing message across to someone and actually that's not actually the case at all relationship is such a huge part of it hi i'm will i'm part of the communications team at church army i'm interrupting the interview with emma and dan to tell you about something that you could be part of over advent Have you ever looked at the world and wished it was better? 
we do too. And it can be. Imagine a World is our video series over Advent, helping us to imagine a world where everyone has a safe home, everyone has enough to eat, everyone can access mental health support, and everyone has someone to turn to. And then together, we'll make this vision a reality. Make sure you don't miss the four Imagine a World videos at churcharmy.org forward slash imagine. Here, you'll also be able to watch the Imagine a World spoken word. We'd love you to join us this Advent for Imagine a World. But for now, I'll hand you back over to Hannah and Chris. I want to talk about, can you be too young to be an evangelist or to, or to share your faith? Um, I'm going to assume the answer is no, given that both of you guys invest a huge amount of your time in training up and releasing young people to evangelize. And you know, here, hearing you speak, I can see why, because I'm starting to think back to when I was a younger Christian, and I really feel I could have benefited from the sort of training that's, that's available through you guys. I thought it'd be cool if we just shared a few of our own personal experiences of younger evangelism, um, both the good and maybe some of the things we wish had gone a little bit differently. Because I certainly remember being a fresher in university and just catching the fire for telling people about Jesus for the first time and not being a guy particularly with tact, but then suddenly having a lot of urgency to tell people about Jesus, having not considered that it can be a relationship, but you essentially had one chance to tell someone. So I would tell everyone about Jesus. I was walking down the far gate in Sheffield. If someone came up and said, hey, what energy provider do you use? Have you, have you thought of switching? My answer would be, no, actually, I, I haven't. But can I tell you about Jesus? I would just move down the high street, just telling everyone about Jesus. And I think looking back on some of those conversations, absolutely, Jesus works for imperfect people and imperfect methods. But I, I probably could have been more tactful uh, <laughs> in how I approached it. But then again, also as a young Christian, just sitting on train journeys, this is when you used to be allowed to go on a train. <laughs> like, uh, if I was sat next to someone for, um, for a couple of hours, I, I remember just opening up a conversation and people just opening up back and having two hour conversations with people I'd never see again about, about Jesus. I think I don't do that as much now, probably because I think too much about it, which is really refreshing talking to you guys. I don't know. What are some of your guys' experiences? So I think I think for, for me personally, I think sometimes we accidentally in the church, um, there becomes kind of these age limits because of age limits around other things. And, and, and obviously, like there's some great age limits in the life of the church and charities that are really, really important to do with safeguarding and responsibility. And I think sometimes we've then determined what's possible for a child or what's possible for a young person or what's possible for a young adult or, or also what you can't do. And I think sometimes that's unhelpful. I was really, I guess I'd say I was really fortunate and I'm really thankful that when I was 10 years old, I went to something called Easter People, which is like a, quite a large Christian conference. It was like the uh, the alternate spring harvest or something like that. And um and I remember I was I was 10 years old. I was just about to finish primary school and I snuck into the 11 to 13s venue. And um, I remember just hearing some of the preaching, experiencing the worship. It was amazing, amazing. And then God really spoke to me really clearly about starting like a Christian union and outreach club in my, in my primary school. What, what's great about when you're a kid or when you're a young person is just the, just the no limits thinking. And so I just went home and basically said to mom, 
God said this, how do we do it? And so my mum, as a woman of faith, and this is why I'm super thankful, is just like, yeah, great, let's do it. And and obviously that's where then the rules and race come in because I couldn't officially, as a 10-year-old, run a club that had no adult presence. So my mum recruited a few people, the schools work, they kind of organised it. And my job at 10 was to reach out to my friends, to bring them along and sometimes share my testimony or something like that. And I saw a number of my friends come to know Jesus we did it in the library. We did all the stupid, crazy stuff. There was like custard on books and whatever and loads of fun games and all sorts of things. But someone hadn't told me that you can't do that as a kid or, or you have to wait until you're a teenager or just giving, I guess, coming back to the idea of permission and encouraging young people to say, listen to God. You know, you can share Jesus with your friends. That's so true. Thanks for sharing that, Dan. I love how earnest I think kids can be. I think I was also an earnest kid. I remember this one time I, w- I was at a Christian camp and we went out for a trip on a boating lake and me and my friends in the boat decided we were going to sing. I don't know if you guys know this song. I am a C, I am a C-H, I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. I won't continue and I won't sing, but hopefully you get the kind of gist of the song. But we sang this at the top of our voices on this boating lake. And I think in our heads, it was like, we are proud to be Christians. But I think we also thought, oh, people might hear and they might hear that we are passionate about this and then they'll become Christians too. Great. And I think that kind of epitomizes a lot of how I shared faith as a kid. I thought, just tell people you're Christian and then that's done. As I grew up, I was like, oh, actually, we need a conversation and I need to understand where people are at, not just tell them what I believe. Yeah, I think just on the question, are you too young to share your faith? Um, No, (laughs) is the short answer. I just have some Bible examples that I'm going to throw in there that I quickly looked up before um, before we had this chat. So in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Be an example to the believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith and your purity. Paul wrote this to a young leader called Timothy. And it's amazing how he is telling him, you know, don't just do these things, but actually be an example to all the rest of the believers as well, those who are older too. So I think the Bible really clearly says there that young people are to step out in faith and do all the stuff that adults do as well. Also, another quick one, Jeremiah chapter one, verses four to eight. The Lord gave me this message. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Oh, sovereign Lord, I said, I can't speak for you. I'm too young. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young. For you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. And don't be afraid of the people, for I will be with you and will protect you. I, the Lord, have spoken. When Jeremiah was going through this, he was about 17. So yeah, just another clear example that God wants young people to just step out in faith and go where he leads them to go. Yeah, just one of my favorite quotes from a Christian leader is the following There is no junior Holy Spirit. Um, Bill Johnson says that. The power of the Holy Spirit that we read about in Acts in the early church is available to all Christians, regardless of their age or regardless of how much they go to church, how much they're involved. This power is available to all of us. And so we're promised 
that we will be equipped to do the work that he's called us to do. And something that I would say as well is that you as a young person are best placed to reach those around you. So just like Dan with his school friends, he knew what would make them tick. He knew what they would find fun and what they would find interesting. So yeah, just be reassured that you don't have to be a certain age, a certain holy standard. Um, You can just step out and God will equip you as you step out. I think one of the things that I definitely feared as a young person was, well, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. I don't know all of the Bible. I haven't read all of the Bible. And what if someone asked me a question that I just don't know if they say something about God and I'm like, that's a really good question, Hannah. I was just thinking, Emma or Dan, have either of you had young people come up, come up to you with that exact question that Hannah just asked? Like, what if I don't have an answer to, to something when someone asks? Every time I speak to Christian young people about sharing their faith, at least one person, you know, asks or comes up at the end, but I don't have the answers, you know. So for me, it's a very, very common common question that people are asking. But I think some of the stuff young people are craving for is around authenticity and evidence. And so actually, I think probably for millennials, there was a lot of intellect. And I definitely had that at school. And it was like having the right kind of answer and getting your apologetics lined up. And and, and that stuff is so important. But they, they will totally believe our testimony. And that's probably the power, most powerful thing we ever pass leave is, is our story is what God's done for us because they trust us, relationship, you know. But I think right now, particularly for young people, it's equipping them to go, how do I invite my friends to have an experience or an encounter with God? Because um, that's going to be the game changer for them. I wonder if now whether we just we need to live out our faith around our friends and around our peers in a way that invites the question from them as well. Like, um, what is it you have that I desperately need? Something that we kind of talk about a lot and explore is that evangelism should have your DNA and God's DNA in it. Um, it should be authentic for you and it should also carry everything of God, um, his goodness, his love, his grace, his mercy. And I think if you discover your own kind of evangelism, whether it's, you know, talking to someone when you're in the skate park or, you know, making someone a cake or whatever, as long as it carries your DNA and God's DNA, I think people will know it's authentic and they'll connect with it. Absolutely. I think it's easy to think someone else is sharing faith in a particular way. And so I must do it in that way too. But how you share faith will be distinct to who you are, who God's created you to be, not just copying a particular formula. So I can imagine that there are people listening who are thinking, oh gosh, this resonates. I really want to share my faith, but I do find it scary or I'm worried that people will think I'm weird or I just want a bit of extra support in how to share my faith. Would you just be able to tell our listeners how they can get involved with Amplify and Explore? Yeah, so um, Explore, actually, we have just started in September. So that's when the full Explore year starts and it runs until May. So if you're interested in signing up for next year's Explore, keep an eye on our website, www.explore.org.uk and on social media as well. And yeah, something else that we run over Lent is called Envoy. And it's a mini six-week Explore experience. 
So if you're interested in Envoy as well, just keep an eye on our website and we would love to have you. Great. And Amplify is for anyone aged 11 to 17 and um, identified by a church leader or a youth leader to say, actually, this young person, we feel like they've got the gift of the evangelist, whether they know it or not. And so we're actually doing a shortened version of the year. It's coming here due to COVID and it's all online. It's starting in January. All applications have to be in by mid-December and it's uh, January to July this coming year. Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll be putting those links in the show notes. So don't worry, you can find them there. And I really hope you guys, our listeners, have found it helpful too. Before we go, I wanted to tell you about our new partnership. The Way are a fab Christian YouTube channel for young people talking about all things faith and having lots of fun along the way. So you can find them on YouTube. Uh, we'll put these links in the show notes right after this podcast. You can also find them on Instagram. The handle is The Way UK. Thanks for listening. Do get in touch. You can hit us up at hello at churcharmy.org or through social media. And if you like what you've heard, please share it on social media, share it on WhatsApp, everyone everywhere with your group chats. We'd love to inspire more people and empower more people to feel released to share faith with the people around them. So that's the end of season two. Don't worry, we'll be back after Christmas and New Year with some new episodes. Make sure you subscribe to be the first to get notified that those ones are up. Until then, have a fantastic Christmas and New Year, and we'll see you soon. So Chris, what is weird about you? I'm glad you asked me this like a day ahead of going live, Hannah, because I think if you just asked me now, I would have said, I don't think there's anything weird but having had about 24 hours to think on it, I can't not stop thinking of things that I find weird about myself now. <laughs> so a lot about you is weird. Do you have any good examples to share? Yeah, I was thinking about one thing yesterday. There are a few words that I've never settled on how to pronounce. So I'll switch back and forth on different pronunciations. I just did it there. Pronounce, pronounce. <laughs> so, scone, scone. No, no. That, that one, people fall very firmly into one camp or another. I've always been Maybe scoffed. we shouldn't start that conversation. No, Maybe I should just tell you That's what's weird about me. Um, so yeah, I created this question. So um, it's my own fault for sharing this. I do talk to inanimate objects a lot of the time. You know, something's cooking in the oven, open the door and say, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> that is something that I tend to do quite a lot and is 100% weird. But I'm not going to stop. I love it. <laughs>